What's up and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is your host, Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is powered by Stick and Ball TV, the baseball and softball streaming platform. If you're a coach who's listening to this, then you want to get better. And Stick and Ball is just for you. Check them out at stickandball.tv or on the Stick and Ball TV mobile app. On today's show, we have on Brennan head coach, Jason Thompson. A few highlights over Jason's career. He has over 250 career wins. He was the Texas 5A state runner-up in 2016. They set the Alamo Heights school record for wins in a season and reached the Texas state semifinals in 2015. This offseason, he took his new job and current job at Brennan High School. So on the show, we discuss his first 100 days on the job, how he goes about relationships with parents, and how they plan to fall by backwards planning from round three of the playoffs. This episode is filled with so many good nuggets. And here is Jason Thompson. Coach Thompson, welcome to the show. Jonathan, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited and uh, excited to really share the mic and share the share the world, uh, share you with the world and and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Uh, so I, I did. We were just talking about this too, and so you just uh, started a new job, and you did an awesome job with where you were at previously at Alamo Heights, and uh, you just see how much you oozed the culture there, and then you uh, took a new job uh, this this fall, and so I'm curious because I've never been a head coach. And I have been at several different programs, but I've never had to implement uh, just like stuff that I already have, but with new faces and a new community. So I'd love to hear. Uh, so you go through the interview process and you accept the job. What was next? Yeah, well, first off, I, I, I appreciate you asking the question. You know, I, I was I was really fortunate to, to be at Alamo Heights for seven years. And, you know, I think we were. Um, you know, we, we were very successful and, um, that, that all boils down, I think, to the assistant coaches that I had and, and then first and foremost, the players that we had. Um, and, and so that was, that was a great experience and wouldn't trade it for the world. The, uh, when the job at Brennan came open, um, you know, it just, it, it just felt like, um, it, it just felt like a place that is, is really on the verge of, um, of really being elite in, uh, Texas high school baseball. Um, it was an opportunity to move from the 5A level to the 6A level. And, you know, just uh, it, it's something that I wanted to do um, in my career. And, and fortunately, they, you know, they're giving me the opportunity to do it. Um, as far as, you know, as far as making that transition, um, you know, I, I, I think the, the first thing that, that I had to do was, was make sure that we had the right staff in place. Um, you know, the... Uh, the general thought being, you know, I, I've got to make sure that I've got the right guys around me because those are the guys that are going to take care of our kids and and our kids. Um, they can't be the best that they can be if if we don't put them in position as a coaching staff to do so. Um, I was really fortunate. Uh, the the athletic coordinator, the the athletic department, um, when I came in. Uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, to kind of make the decisions on on two different guys. Um, I, I was able to keep uh, Casey Miles, who was on staff before I got there, which I, I thought was fantastic because um, the previous head coach that was at Brennan did did a phenomenal job um, and and brought the program along to you know to where it uh, to where it was at the end of last year. And and Jonathan, they're they're solid. 
um, you know, I, I make, make no mistake about it. I'm, you know, I'm not having to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch here. Um, so it was important to have Casey, I thought to, to kind of help ease that transition. Um, and then I was also able to, uh, to bring in a coach with me. And, uh, there's a, a young man here in town by the name of Wayne Warren. Um, and Wayne and I had talked throughout the years. Um, he was the head coach at San Antonio Lee. Um, and I was able to, to call one night and, and, you know, we spent quite a while on the phone talking and just, you know, kind of, kind of my vision and, and kind of where he was in his career. And, you know, fortunately, it just worked out that I was able to, to talk him into leaving a head coaching job uh, to come and be my assistant. And, you know, when those when those two pieces fell into place, I, I really thought that, you know, that, that we were ready to start making that next that next move. Um, and and that's that's about building relationships with the kids. Um, and so, you know, we uh, we were able to start our summer workouts um, and we, we spent a lot of time in the weight room. We spent a lot of time swinging the bat. Um, but, but really it was less about the weights and, and swinging the bat. And it was more about getting to know our guys. Um, and we were, we were really lucky. We had a great turnout for the summer. Um, you know, it seemed like every time we opened the doors, there were 30 plus kids showing up, um, who were just chomping at the bit to be a part of it. And, um, you know, we were able to get to know them a little bit. We were able to assess where we were. Um, you know, we, we thought we had an idea of where we wanted to go with the program, but once we got to know our guys, uh, you know, I, th I think it validated some things. I think it showed us that, you know, that maybe we needed to focus on some things we hadn't thought of yet. Um, and then that was, that was really where we were able to set our direction going into this fall. No, I love hearing that. And so you get your staff in place and, uh, what, so you have, this is, this is where I think that the uniqueness lies between being a head coach before and then going to a, a different program because you started to build seven years of layers on top of each other at Alamo Heights and then you get to uh, Brennan and it's it's not a completely new slate, but it is new to the kids. And so yeah. you've had all of these previous experiences. What was that transition like deciding, okay, I want to keep this. I don't want to keep this. This would probably work with this set of players uh, with the coaching staff that we have, uh, with the time restrictions that we have, with the equipment that we have. And I would just love to hear your thought process, uh, your thought processes on, okay, we are, we're going to do this this fall. Uh, we're going to implement this. And then maybe year two, we'll get to something else or maybe just any and all of the above with that. But I know you're a well thought out coach. And I know that uh, that you, you're very intentful with what you do. And so I'm, I'm assuming that this is a conversation that you had uh, at least by yourself. And I'm sure with the coaching staff as well. But just walk us through what that process was like. Well, I, I think it started with with us kind of defining our core values as a program, you know, what what we wanted to be. And and that that was something that, you know, that that we did at Alamo Heights when we went there. Um, and, and it was, you know, it was, it was obviously one of the first things that we did when we went to Brennan, um, you know, and, and I, I think that that, that culture is, as far as, as who we want to be or what we want to be. Um, I, I think that, that those things, you know, Alamo Heights, Brennan are, are probably very similar. Um, you know, we, we talk about, uh, with, with our guys right now, we talk about our, our three core values are, are teamwork, energy, and work ethic. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything earth shattering there at all. That's, you know, th there's, there's probably a, a million other guys out there that do it way better than I do. 
um, you know, that, that have those or have a lot better stuff, but, um, that's, that's just the core of who we want it to be. And so then once we had that, you know, then, then we start looking at, you know, okay, how, how do we, how do we make sure that those things aren't just, um, words that are on a banner hanging in the locker room? How do we make sure that that really embodies who we want to be? Um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's really interesting how, how you bring up the transition, because as we were going through this process, I, you know, I was, I, I was, I was actually blown away because, you know, seven years at a place that's, you know, it's, it's certainly not forever, but it's a, it's a decent chunk of time. And there, there were so many things in place in, in our culture at Heights that, you know, I, I didn't even have to address or, um, or think about, um, or do it, it had just become ingrained, um, you know, from, from the way we came into the ballpark to the way that we stretched, you know, or, you know, th- those types of things. And, you know, when, and then you, you go to a new program and all of a sudden you're having to think these things back through again. Um, but I, I, I always hold on to, um, and, and this is not mine. I, I got this from positive coaching Alliance years ago, but they, you know, they defined culture as just the way we do things here. And, and I think, you know, I think that that culture piece is really interesting because I, I think those, those core values that, that we established, I think they have to be, they have to be true to me, obviously, because, you know, I, I think my job is to set the direction of the program. Um, and they have to be true to our coaching staff. I have to find guys that, that embody that direction that, that I feel like we need to go. Um, but it, it also has to be things that, that our, that our kids can gravitate towards and that they want to be a part of, because at the end of the day, the, the program is about the players. Um, I, I set the direction, um, our coaching staff does a great job of laying that out, but those, those guys are the ones that, that have to live it every day. Um, you know, whether it's on the field or in the weight room or classroom or community or whatever it is. And, and so we, we really spent a lot of time, um, trying to talk those things out. We, you know, we, we tried to, we tried to talk about, um, you know, everything from, from the way that we dress, um, to, you know, do we, do we want to meet when we got into, um, when we got into the school year at the, you know, with the athletic period, we work in groups, you know, and we had to talk through, do, do we want to meet as one big group before we split into our smaller groups? Um, do we want to come back together and meet at the end of practice? Uh, you know, how, how do we want to address those things? And so um, just, just that aspect of, of really going back through and, and being intentional about these things that, you know, at, at your previous school had, had just become a part of who you were. Um, that, that it was such a fun process. And I think we're, you know, we're still in that process. And, you know, fortunately, I, I think our, our guys have, um, you know, have, have really gravitated to, you know, to those, those aspects that we feel are important. Um, and, and again, I, I go back, you know, Jonathan, I, I tell, um, you know, I, I tell my assistants, um, and, and I did the same thing at Alamo Heights. I, you know, I, I think those, those guys for us to be as good as we can be, I think those guys have to do 60 to 80% of the coaching. Um, I, I truly believe that. I just think that there is, um, I think that there is so much on the plate of a head coach, um, you know, from community involvement to, um, you know, to interaction inside of the school with administration, to fundraising, to officials and scheduling and budgeting and all those things that, that we all do that, that for us to be really good, 
I've got to have the right guys that, uh, you know, that can, that can take that culture, that can take the, the technique and the skills and the things that we're trying to build and, and they can be the ones to, to get it out to our guys. Um, and so putting all of that in place um, has been uh, a, a really tedious process, uh, but, but it's one I wouldn't trade. And, and I feel really fortunate that, that we've, you know, we've, I, I feel like we've moved the needle a little bit towards where we want to go. We've still got a long way to go, but, but I think we're getting there. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, again, I love hearing, <laughs> I love hearing the different layers to this because I think it's so complex. Uh, and it's, it's something that it's like, if, if X goes on, then we have to do Y, if Y goes on, then we have to do Z. And, and it's just, it's, it's really interesting, but I love that, uh, you're talking about ownership within the assistants, which I think is vital as an assistant myself, uh, I love getting ownership and, and trying to earn that trust with, with having things <laughs> to do. And so, uh, the other thing that I want uh, to address, because I think that this is an interesting question in itself. So you've got your standards and especially you're new to the job. And so you're, you're outlining them and you're talking about them on a daily basis and naming no names, but I'm sure that there has been an incidence that's come up that maybe a player hasn't met one of those standards. I would love to hear uh, your conversation or how you addressed uh, that issue. Well, I, I appreciate that question. I, I think it's a great one because I, you know, I think it's, it's really at the heart of developing your program. Um, so, you know, I, I would love to say there's a, there's a short answer. I, I don't know that I have one. I, I, I think this, Jonathan, I, I think that, I think that our culture, um, our, our standards, however, you know, however you want to label that, um, is, is literally being defined every single day. And I think, um, you know, I, I think in, in a baseball program, um, I, th I think that there, there are so many people involved from, uh, you know, from head coach to assistant coaches, to players, to your custodial staff, to your office people, to your, you know, your bookkeeper, your, your administration, everybody. Um, the reality is on, on any given day, there, there is going to be somebody, and, and I don't exclude myself from this. Um, there's going to be somebody who, who doesn't live up to or meet that standard. And so I think, to, to truly be great, to truly be elite. And, and, I you know, I, I use that word a lot because that's, that, that's, you know, that's what we tell our guys we want to be. We want to be elite, um, to be that way. I, I think it, it is a constant conversation with so many different people. Um, you know, do, do we have, do we have kids that have missed the mark? Absolutely. Um, you know, do, you know, have I missed the mark? Absolutely. Um, and so I think, you know, I think the first thing, um, with, with all that in mind to, to maybe a little bit more specifically answer your question, uh, you know, I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to build some trust. Um, because I think our players have to know again, that, that those aren't words on a wall, that they do mean something, those core values. Um, I think that they have to trust that I have their best interest in mind, uh, first and foremost as a person. Um, and then as a player, um, I think our coaching staff has to feel the same way. And then from there, um, from there, I think, you know, the, the way that we started, um, is, is, is we tried to, you know, that, that first word is teamwork for a reason. And so we, you know, we tried to build in, um, again, nothing earth shattering here, but you know, we're, we're all going to dress the same way every single day. 
um, you know, we're, you're, you're going to wear this shirt and these shorts and, and, you know, this is, you know, this is where we're going to meet every day and this is how we're going to do it when we meet. Um, and you know, if, if somebody's late, then, then there's, you know, then, then there's going to be a consequence for that, for, for the entire program. Um, and, 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 you know, I say consequence and, and it, you know, that holds such a negative connotation, I think, but, um, you know, the reality is, is, is that, that consequence, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that we belittle anybody. It doesn't mean that, you know, that we have to, you know, spend the, the entire athletic period turning it into a, a track meet. Um, sure. it, it means that, that we're, we're going to make sure that, you know, that, that guys understand that, you know, Hey, you know what, we didn't meet the mark today. Um, and we've got to be better tomorrow. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll run as a group, um, or as a team. Um, if, if, you know, if we feel like we need to, there's, you know, there've been situations where, you know, um, you know, we, we've, you know, we've done that and, you know, done it two or three times. And for whatever reason, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to be, um, you know, it doesn't seem to be getting home to a player, so to speak. And, and so we may pull that guy aside and I may have a one-on-one -on -one conversation or, or it may be a situation where one of our assistants has a great rapport with a kid. And so I'll, I'll have, uh, I'll have that assistant pull a kid aside and have a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we, we have, we will have continuous conversations with parents, um, uh, you know, and not, and not just, not just if their kids doing poorly, but, um, you know, but if, if their kids are doing great things, um, and, and we, we try to keep those lines of communication open. Um, we're constantly going to send out information about, you know, this is, this is who we are. This is what we want to be. Um, we, we want, um, and, and I, I digress a little bit here. I apologize, but you know, my, my philosophy, I, I guess on it would be, I, I want our parents to be as involved in our program as they can be. With okay. without us giving over ownership um, mm -hmm. of our program, um, you know, clearly, um, clearly the the final say has to lie in, inside of you know inside of our office, so to speak. Um, but I, I think to to be a great program in in the you know in the world that that we are in today, in the in the you know at least the Texas high school baseball world, because that's what I know. Um, you know what we we need those parents to be an active part. Um, and so the, those conversations when, you know, when they're, when their kids are doing well, or those conversations when, you know, when their kids aren't doing so well, um, you know, I, I think they appreciate that. And I think, I think they're more apt to work with us, um, instead of against us. And so those are just, you know, um, th those are a handful of things that, that we do, but I, I just, if I had to, you know, if I had to sum it up, I, I would say, you know, I, I think our culture depends on, um, hundreds of small conversations every single day. And, and that's, sure. that's really that's really how we, that's really how we try to build it. Sure. No. And I think, you know, with, with adding on to that, I, I clarity leads to understanding. And I think, you know, you, you've got a few rules, you're very consistent with them. It, it may not be, it may not be perfect on day one, but as long as you're consistent, I think the kids, I don't think they'll have any problem with that or they'll, you know, find something else to do. But I think where we get into trouble is where we have gray areas or we have way too many things and they're confused as to what the expectations are. And so I love hearing, hearing that. And, uh, I, I just think it's, you know, clarity of vision and then getting everyone to understand the standards and the expectations and, you know, kids want to be held accountable. They just are sometimes confused as to what that looks like. <laughs> and sometimes they need a little motivation as well. Absolutely. 
Well, you hit on the the parent aspect and, you know, for the college and pro guys listening, I'm, I'm sure they remember back to high school days, but uh, that is also something as a head coach that is is a unique perspective for you. Uh, and, you know, being a dad and, and you being a dad too, uh, definitely, it definitely shaped my perspective because I think as a parent, we want to be involved as much as we can, but at the same time, you are the head of the program. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on involving parents, but without, without letting them overstep. I, I get, it, it's kind of a fine line because you want to have them involved in everything, but at the end of the day, you would be the, the guy that fills out the lineup that their kid's not in. And so I'd love to hear how you, I don't want to say maneuver, but how you manage uh, that group of people, uh, like you're talking about with the different small conversations all the time. How do we, how do we manage parents better and how do we have a better relationship with them? Well, um, you know, it's a, that's, you know, $64,000 question, right? And, (laughs) and, uh, and such a good one. And, you know, here's, you know, here, here's, what I think, um, you know, I, I, th- I think there was a there was a day maybe um, and maybe not everywhere, but but I, I know that that a prevailing theory um, going, you know, going back years is, you know, that that I'm the coach and you're the parent and, you know, I'll coach and your job is to sit in the stands and, you know, and cheer, or, you know, write your check when it's fundraising time. And that's it. That's all. You know, that's all you do um, as a parent. And, um, you know, I, I have known coaches and um and some of them very successful that, um, you know, that have, have flat told parents, um, you know, don't approach me. Don't, you know, don't call me, don't email me, don't, you know, whatever their list of don'ts are. Um, and, and look, I'm, I'm not here to say that, that that way is wrong. Um, you know, if, if that works for them, then, then that's great. Um, and, and I think that, that that's, that's the beauty of, of kind of what, you know, we were talking about earlier with that culture is, um, you know, you, you have the ability as a head coach to, you know, to, to pick the school you want to go to or, um, or choose that culture, so to speak. Um, and so if it works for them, great, but, but for me, um, for me, it just, it, it doesn't work that way. I, I feel like, um, like I said, I feel like we need, um, our parents to be involved. Um, I, I, I guess, I think this is year 20 for me, um, and, and 19 as a head coach. And I, I can't think of, of one parent um, that I've come across in my career, Jonathan, that that does not have, um, at least in their eyes, the best interest of their their kid in mind. I, um, you know, and, and maybe I've just been really lucky to work at some great schools and with some great parents. But but I, I, I believe that I believe that 100 percent of the parents the, that I've ever been associated with uh, in in our baseball programs over the years want the best for their kid. Um, and, and I would say, you know, arbitrary number here, but, you know, 98% of them um, are wholeheartedly on board to do whatever it is that they need to do to, to not only do what's best for their kid, but, but also do what's best for the program. Um, but if, if they don't know what that is um, and, and you leave that gray area, so to speak, like you were just talking about, um, then, then, they're, they're left to have to figure it out on their own. Um, and, and that's hard, um, because, you know, just, just like every kid comes to you with, you know, with his different experiences and and his upbringing and, and his home life and, and all those things that, that shape who that young man is, you know, the, those families are, are the same. 
And so they're, they're all going to view that, that gap, so to speak, differently if you don't fill in the blanks for them. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm by no means here to say that, that we have it all figured out. Um, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we, we started off um, when I got hired this summer. Uh, one of the first things that we did is, is we, you know, we had a parent meeting and um, it, it wasn't long. It wasn't real drawn out. It was, um, you know, obviously me introducing myself, um, saying, uh, you know, here's here's the direction that I want to take this baseball program and, and we need you to help. And we'll, you know, as we go as we go down a path, we'll, you know, we'll explain to you um, why we want it done um, and, and why we think this is the best idea. And, you know, and 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 that was, you know, that was pretty much the meaning and, and that was it. And, and then as we, as we go through the summer and as we get into the school year, um, you know, what we'll start doing is, is, you know, we start reaching out with, um, weekly communication, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll give parents an agenda for the week. Um, you know, maybe we'll talk about what we're focusing on at that time. Um, you know, when we, when we have our combine weeks, uh, you know, we use a use a platform called Virtual Combine, so parents can you know parents can dial in um, and, and essentially watch live, and, and we encourage them to That's do that. Cool. We want them to do that. Yeah, it's a it's a you know it's a great thing, and um, you know, and and so we just we just invite them to take part, and, and we try to you know try to lay out some ways that they can do that. Um, and, and then I think the you know the maybe the second part is is just being available to them. I, I think that um, I, I think that the parents have to know that, that you're approachable. Um, I, I think it's okay for them to know that, that, you know, we may not, we may not always agree or, or we may not always, you know, give them or give their player what they want, but, but we'll always listen. Um, because you know what, man, I'm, I'm human and, and I have blind spots just like everybody else. Um, and, and there, there are times, uh, you know, there are times that, that one of my assistants will tell me something and, you know, and, and man, I, you know, I didn't see it. Um, or, you know, or, or a kid will tell me something and, and I didn't see it. Um, and, and why, why would it be any different with a parent? And, you know, I think, I, I guess to kind of wrap it up, you know, Jonathan, I got, got my head job, uh, my first head job at 23 years old, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I, I felt like I, I knew it all right at 23 and, and figured out real quick that I didn't, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think if, if, if I was going back to that time, I, I, I don't know how well I did with parents because, you know, there, there was so much ego involved for me um, at that time. You know, I, I had to be, you know, I had to be the keeper of the knowledge. I, I had to be, um, you know, the, the authoritarian figure. And as time's gone on, um, I, I, I think the, the most important thing for me is, is just just seeing our kids be successful. Um, and, and then, you know, as, as people and then beyond that, you know, you know, I, I just want to help our guys win games. Um, and you know what, if, uh, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if our, if our moms and dads putting together a, a team meal, if, if that helps that process, then, you know, then so be it, man, let's, let's do it, you know, or, or whatever the case, I, I don't, I don't have to be the originator of all the ideas. Um, and, and as long as we all, you know, as long as we're all rowing in the same direction, then, then I think it works out. Oh, that's wonderful. Are uh, there any unique ways that you uh, get parents involved? I know you you talked about the constant communication, and and the, then just now you mentioned the uh, meals for players. Is there anything else that you've done now or done in the past that has helped uh, parents to feel more part of the program? 
Well, again, another great question. You know, I, I think I think if you look right now at Brennan, um, I, I think everything is is still on a on a very introductory scale, um, and so. Um, right now, I think we're still in that that phase of just trying to build some trust. Um, and you know, we you know we we again, like I said, you know, the the weekly communication, the you know, the phone calls home or the emails home, um, you know, which which I'm I'm sure a lot of guys do. I don't think there's anything revolutionary there, um, you know. And and we've you know we've done a fundraiser and and done those things, and and so. You know, I, I think, you know, I think our, our parents enjoy um, knowing what's going on and being kept in the loop. But, you know, our, our biggest thing right now is, is just building trust that um, that we do have the best interest of their player, the person in mind. Um, and so that that's that's really where we are right now. It's it's still you know very early on in that process. You know, I, I, I go back to Alamo Heights and, and we were, you know, we were fortunate there to, to, to really have some some phenomenal parents over the years. But, um, you, you know, we, we would do the you know, we would do the team meals or, or they would, you know, the, the parents would put together a breakfast for the kids or, um, you know, I, I think back, you know, we we one of the things that, that we did for a few years before, you know, before COVID kind of shut things down was, you know, we would do a, a valentine's dinner with uh you know with the with the guys and their moms okay. uh, you know and, and just just finding some some simple ways like that to um you know to to come together um and and to let let those parents feel apart because you know again i, I think that's that's all that that any of us as, as people really want right is we you know we sure. want to feel a part of something um, and, and so just, you know, providing as, yeah, providing as many opportunities in that area as we can, um, I, I think is, is what I feel like we were pretty successful with at Heights. And, and then, you know, as, as time moves on here at Brendan, I, I hope, you know, I hope we'll be able to look back in seven years and say the same thing here. Oh, no doubt. No doubt that you will. Uh, full confidence, uh, a stamp of approval for my, for my end. Uh, and if we need to in seven years, we'll, we'll revisit and you can tell us all about it. But I, I want to dig into how you're attacking this fall. And so you, you know, you, I think you guys, I don't know if you're on block schedule or not, but you've got the time period or the school period uh, to be able to practice with your guys. And then once school is out, I, I, unless Texas rules have changed since I was there. Uh, but I'd love to hear what your thought process is on, you know, how we're, I guess the best word I could use is period, periodization or periodize your fall, a super big word. I guess I shouldn't have used that. <laughs> but anyway, so I'd love to hear just how, how you guys are, you know, transitioning from, you know, you're, you're getting to know the guys and you're doing the virtual combines, but how have you chosen to attack your fall and how, how are you spending your time? Well, um, you know, I can, I can tell you what, what we did this year, Brennan is, is the same thing that, um, that basically we did all seven years at Heights and, and that's this, and I know I'm going to jump forward a little bit, but I'll, I'll come back. Um, you know, Jonathan, what, what, what we do is we start at round three of the playoffs. Um, we, we will sit down when the season's over. Um, uh, we will look at next year and we'll, we'll go, you know, okay, what do we have to do to take this team and get through round three of the playoffs? And then from that point, we will calendar backwards and that that's how we, that's how we decide, you know, our, our different phases or periods, you know, different guys call them different things, but that's how we decide that um, not only as, as we move through the, you know, through the actual season, but as we move through the fall and the off season. Um, and so when we, when we did that here, 
one of the one of the first things that that we felt um, was that in in order for us to to get to where we wanted to go, um, we we were going we were going to physically have to get a lot stronger. And and I know, you know, I I know everybody lifts. There, there's nothing, um, you know, there's nothing we're doing earth shattering there at all. Um, but, you know, I, I talked earlier about, you know, some of those things where, you know, you kind of have an idea going into it where, where we knew, you know, lifting was going to be important to us. Um, but we've, you know, we've actually, we've actually ramped it up. You know, we, we've added an extra day from what we originally planned, um, just, just because we felt like we needed so much growth. And, you know, uh, the, the program here was, um, as I mentioned under the previous coach, um, really successful. Um, uh, guy by the name of Ben Woodchick was here. Uh, you know, Ben was, was here three years and, and won two district championships and, and with a, you know, with the COVID year sandwiched in between. Um, but those, those guys graduated, um, 13 seniors, I believe it was, and, and two all state kids from, from last year's team. Um, there were only a, a handful of, of seniors, uh, this year that are in the program and, um, and, and, not a lot of them with a ton of playing experience. And so we figured out real quick, we're, we're going to be a, a really young team this year. And so, you know, I, I remember, um, I remember years ago, um, Lee Yeager, who, uh, is at Corpus Christi, uh, excuse me, Corpus Christi veterans right now. And I think it was when he was at Carroll, um, took a team to the state tournament and, and, you know, had a team full of sophomores and, I remember talking to Lee, um, you know, down the road about that and saying, Lee, what, you know, what was, what was the biggest difference? And, and I, I just remember him saying weight room. Um, and, you know, I, I remember thinking at the time, like, man, there's gotta be more to it than that. But the, the longer I go, the more, the more I think that's true. The, the size and strength, um, at our level, I believe plays. Um, and so, uh, so we figured out we, we've got to do, um, we've got to do a lot more lifting. Um, so, so for us, as, as we scheduled that, what, what our, what our original plan was, um, was we were going to lift two days a week. Um, and then we were going to spend three days outside. Um, and that those three days would be focused on hitting, um, on the offensive side of it. Um, as we got into it, we, we really, we really added a third day of lifting, um, and, and dropped it down to two days of swinging the bat. Um, because of because of that priority, and then the the other thing that we did is we we kind of divide our fall up weight room wise um, from absolute strength into functional strength, um, and we the the original idea was after Thanksgiving we would transition from this this mindset of just just building mass and building strength that absolute strength phase in into functional strength, which is, you know, hopefully, hopefully taking that mass and that strength that we've built and starting to put it more into explosive baseball movements. Um, you know, where, where we're at now is, is we decided we're, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and continue on with that absolute strength phase, um, you know, really through the entire semester. Um, you know, number one, because we, we feel like we've seen some success with it so far. And, and number two, we just, you know, we think we need it. Um, you know, I think the, the other, the other facet there is, um, I, I think one of the things that, that we do really well, um, in our program is we, we measure. Um, and so, 
um, you know, we, we, we track, you know, we track body weight, we track, um, you know, obviously what they do and, you know, what they do in the weight room. Um, when we do get outside and we do swing the bat, um, you know, we, we try at least once a week to make sure that we're getting, uh, that we're getting numbers, uh, via blast. Um, and, and so that we can, you know, we can check growth there. And so, so that's become an important piece. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, one of the, one of the things that we changed, um, in the last year or two at Heights and, and then we, and then we kept on with here at Brennan is, um, we, we have really encouraged our players, Jonathan, to, to not play fall baseball, um, which, which I think is, is maybe, maybe a little bit different than, you know, than, than what a lot of folks do, um, you know, I, I think, I think obviously to, you know, to protect pitchers, um, you know, that, that's a big part of it. Um, but you know, we, we feel like, um, we feel like we go so hard in the weight room, um, that if, if, if we're going to ask more of them there, that we have to take something off their plate, um, in order to, to make it all balance. And, and so, um, when, when we get through the summer, um, you know, uh, we get through that, that first week or two of August when, you know, when everybody kind of wraps up their summer ball, uh, we, we try really hard to, to get those guys to, to put the ball down. Um, we try really hard to get them to step away from fall baseball and concentrate on the weight room, um, and concentrate on swinging the bat and the, the swinging the bat. And, and I guess to, to clarify a little bit, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not so much focused on the, run creation part of it in terms of, you know, the, the running game, um, bunny and things like that. Our, our deal is, is, is we're trying to build the motor, um, you know, and, and we want to build the biggest, strongest, fastest motor that we can. And so our deal with our guys, when, when they're swinging the bat is, you know, I, I, I want, I want them to swing hard. Um, and, and we're going to focus on trying to figure out how we can create the most bat speed that we can. And, and, you know, hopefully by doing so we create the most exit velocity that we can. Um, because we we feel like if we do that, then as we transition out of the fall and into the season, um, then we can come back and, and we can focus on, um, creating an approach, um, and putting those pieces together to create an offense. Um, and, and so that's, you know, th those two pieces, I think, um, you know, the, the weight room and, and the, the offensive side of it or the hitting side of it, um, that, that really eats up, um, that really eats up our fault. And that's, um, that, that's the focus and hopefully we'll be really good in those two areas and then go from there. I love it. So when does, uh, the fall uh, period in for you, or I guess, when does the off season period in for you and when do you start trying to transition to the preseason mode? Yeah, it, it's a great question. And, and it does, it, it blends a little bit. Um, so we started, um, we started two weeks ago, our on-ramping program. Uh, you know, I, I would love to tell you that, that every kid in our program this year did, you know, did exactly what we asked and put the baseball down and, and isn't playing fall ball. The, the reality is, is that that's not true. Um, you know, we, we have a handful of guys that, um, uh, you know, that are still playing and, and, and that's okay. Um, because, you know, again, I, I think it's that piece, uh, you know, I'm new, our staff is new, um, you know, to, to have somebody come in and, and say, you know, Hey, you know, it might not be the best, uh, or might not be in your best interest to go play, 
um, I, I think, you know, maybe, maybe that's a little different than, you know, than, than what most guys have done in the past. And so, um, you know, so we, we have had a few guys that, that have, uh, that have kept playing. And so we, you know, we have to handle them slightly different, but, you know, but not a ton. Um, but the, the last couple of weeks, what we've done, because the majority of our guys have for all intent and purposes, um, stopped throwing is we started our on-ramp, um, program. So, you know, we'll start, um, we'll start with bands, uh, you know, again, like I'm, I'm sure pretty much everybody does. Um, we have a band program that we implement and we go through two weeks of that. And then starting next week, um, you know, we, we, we do believe, um, you know, we do believe weighted balls are, are a big part of the success that, that we've had in the past and, and feel like it's going to transition to, to Brennan as well. Um, and so we'll start that weighted ball program and, and we'll go a couple weeks there. Um, and then we'll start getting into our stretch out or extension phase, um, you know, give or take that, that early November, mid November time, um, you know, where guys will start moving the ball a little bit. And then, and then once we, once we feel like they're ready, um, then, then we, our, our hope is to be able to get six weeks of velo training in with them, um, before we get back in January, uh, after the winter break. And if, as long as we're on track from a health standpoint, um, then when we get back in January, uh, we'll, we'll start with our pitchers throwing bullpens. Um, and, and then hopefully by January 21st, we've got, you know, got a couple, uh, bullpens under our belt and, and ready to go into the, um, ready to go into that time period where, you know, where we're back to where we can, you know, we can practice as a team after school and at, at the beginning of the, you know, the UIL season. Awesome. I love hearing that. And so, uh, uh, the date being in the twenties, 21st, maybe. I think that's right. Yeah. So you guys will start throwing pins then, uh, and, or before then. Yeah. So right when we get back from, uh, right when we get back from the winter break, we'll start throwing pins as, as, as long as everything is on track. Um, and you know, what, what I mean by that is, is, you know, we, again, I go back to this, this thing, this, you know, this ask of kids to, you know, to put the ball down and not play. Um, we, we've had, you know, and again, we, we try to track everything we can. We, we've had seven kids um, that, that have come to us um, and or gone to our trainers over the fall with, you know, with, with different things, um, nothing major at all, but with different things. Of those seven kids, six of them are kids that are, are going through our offseason and trying to play fall baseball or, you know, or, or continuing to throw and, and throw a fair amount during, you know, during this time. Um, and so if, if we get a situation, unfortunately we haven't yet, you know, none, none of those six, um, you know, hurts or injuries have been a big deal, but, um, you know, we, we continue to try to track that and watch that. And, and if we need to delay, then we'll delay. Um, but, uh, to your to your question, Jonathan, you know the the on ramping starts essentially October first, give or take each year. Um, by the by the middle of November, we're we're stretching out. Um, hopefully, by uh, the time we come back from Thanksgiving, we're into that pull down phase or that velo training. Um, we're throwing bullpens as soon as we come back from the winter break, so early January. Um, and and we we'd like we would like to go into the season. Um, at, at, at with our with our pitchers being able to go about 30 pitches um you know and, and having built up to that point 
Um, and then our, our goal from, from the first day that we can practice as a team after school. So again, January 21st, I think Mm -hmm. until game number one of the year, um, our, our goal this year is to have a minimum of, of 75 innings of inner squad and or scrimmages. And so we just, we just try to build our, you know, we try to build our staff up and build our arms up that way. And if, you know, um, we feel like if, if we can do that, then, then we'll be on track to start the season and, and then, you know, again, continue to progress through the season. Thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating or review wherever you are listening. I also wanted to remind you that you can find the video portion at the AOTC channel on stickandball.tv. Have a great week.